0: Disclaimer, the views and opinions and content expressed on this podcast is informational only, not a substitute for seeking a medical professional for your medical care and treatment. Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Help Me Holiday podcast show. This is Siobhan Holiday, and I am the host of for this Help Me Holiday podcast, and today I am covering a topic on seizures. Um, Seizures are somewhat common, a commonality condition that we'll see uh, happening in the medical emergency room for which people are brought in because they've had a seizure. However, um, most people who have complained of seizures have been followed Uh, In a primary care physician's office, they do follow up in clinics for this, and they've been diagnosed at an early age. However, briefly, we're going to go over some information regarding seizures. So uh, what are seizures? A seizure basically is a wave of abnormal electrical activity in the brain, and it can make you pass out or even move or behave strangely. Most seizures last only a few seconds or minutes. There's a condition called epilepsy where people uh, have had repeated seizures, but not everyone who have had a seizure has epilepsy. So what are some of the symptoms that we see with seizures? Uh, There are different types of uh, kinds of seizures, and each cause a different set of symptoms. So people who have uh, tonic-clonic or grand mal seizures often get stiff and then have jerking movements people who have other types of seizures have less dramatic changes. For instance, some people have shaking movements in just one arm or in part of their face. Other people suddenly stop responding and stare for a few seconds. So people say, so should I see a doctor or or go to the ER if I have a seizure? And if you've never had a seizure before, absolutely call 911. Uh, However, as I said before, most people who have had seizures have been diagnosed or have been followed in um, a clinic with their primary care physician or they're following a neurologist. So to give just some background um, about seizures, the brain, and this is a condition that happens in the brain, um, and in the brain there contains billions of neurons called nerve cells. Uh, They create and receive electrical impulses these impulses allow neurons to communicate with each other. So um, what does all of that mean? Help me, Holiday. <laughs> Basically it's uh, to briefly say, or just make this as simple as possible. During a seizure, there's abnormal and excessive electric, electrical activity in the brain. This can cause changes in awareness, behavior, and or abnormal movements. This activity usually lasts only a few seconds to minutes. Um, like I said before, with epilepsies, however, people who have are uh, prone to seizures, they're having these recurrently. The, this activity happens in the brain very, very often. Um, the seizure types that I mentioned before, uh, with the grand mal seizures, uh, is One of the most common seizure types is a convulsion. We call that tonic-clonic, generalized tonic-clonic or grand mal, like I said before, grand mal seizure. This is the type of seizure a patient may stiffen and have jerky muscle movements. Uh, During the muscle jerking, the person may bite their tongue and this causes bleeding or frothing at the mouth. Uh, Other types of seizures are less dramatic though, but it's still, you see the shaking movements Uh, It may be in one arm or part of the face or both arms. The person may suddenly stop responding and stare for a few seconds, sometimes with chewing motions or smacking the lips. This can be scary to uh, people who are witnessing this and even to the person themselves because most most times they're unaware of this is happening to their body. Uh, Seizures may also cause sensations that the person feel They feel it but are not visible to others. Uh, One example, there's um, a type of seizure that can cause stomach discomfort. Uh, They can have fear or an unpleasant smell. Such uh, uh, subjective feelings are commonly referred to as auras where the person can describe who's having the seizure. They can describe these feelings but can't pinpoint that it's a seizure happening unless They've experienced this in the past. Most auras can come before a convulsive seizure. So, uh, if the person do come into the emergency room and they're brought in and we're suspecting a seizure, we'll ask the person once they're oriented, "Hey, were you having an aura, or can you describe some feelings that happened prior to your seizure? Um, what are some of the triggers?" Uh, people say that who have seizures, they say that. Um, sometimes it can be brought on by strong emotions, intense exercise, loud music, or flashing lights. Uh, when these triggers are at play, they usually immediately precede seizure or come before the seizure. Uh, though this is not always uh, the, the case, but these are something, some, some things that's been reported, along with fevers, menstrual periods, a lack of sleep, stress, um, people who have seizures can describe all of these things saying that they are they can cause a trigger. Uh, what happens after a, a seizure? We call this post-ictal state. So um, people who have seizures, most of them are not aware that they're having a seizure after the seizure. Um, most of the behavior stops, the shaking, the, you know the tongue uh, biting and all of that. And after they come to consciousness, they can't even believe that all of that happened to their bodies. They call, we call this a post-ictal state. Um, during this time, you may be confused and tired. You also may develop a throbbing headache. This period usually lasts several minutes, although it can last for hours or even days. Um, they may even complain of weakness in the hand, arm or leg. They may have difficulty speaking or experience partial vision loss or some other type of uh, sensory loss—taste, loss of uh, hearing, taste or smell. All of these is not inclusive, but they can happen. So um, I talked about uh, epileptic seizures with people who are that activity in the brain is just ongoing with the uh, electrical. Uh, activity. So, people with epilepsy have a type of brain dysfunction actually that intermittently causes episodes of abnormal electrical activity. This can be caused by any type of brain injury, such as trauma, stroke, brain infection, or even a brain tumor. In these individuals, epilepsy is an inherited condition. Um, in many cases, the cause of the epileptic seizure is not clear. Not clear at all. These people are definitely followed by neurologists uh, because they have to be on seizure medications for life. There's also provoked seizures. This is a type of, uh, this is a, a, is similar to epilepsy, but it's another abnormal electrical activity that happens in the brain. But this can be caused by drugs, (laughs) alcohol withdrawal, um, other electrical imbalances. It could be due to low blood sugars, infections. So, seizures that are caused by problems like these are called provoked seizures, and they usually they do not usually occur again unless the person continues with you know, taking something or a substance like drugs that will bring on the uh, seizure activity. We see this a lot in the emergency room with patients who have alcohol intoxication. Uh, they can have alcohol levels so high that it can actually bring on a seizure uh, even with drug use, people who are overdosing on drugs, we can see them uh, bring being having seizures or seizures uh, you know uh, seizures actually happening because of the drug use. So once uh, we know that these seizures were only brought on because of this, we pretty much do a lot of um, uh, asking the person to seek rehab uh, to or to stop their alcohol or substance abuse or drug abuse we also for diabetics uh, you know make sure they know to make they're their keeping accurate uh, blood glucose they're monitoring their blood glucose levels to make sure the, uh, sh- the blood sugars aren't going too low this could also bring on a seizure there's also non epileptic epileptic seizures, non-epileptic seizures. These seizures, they look like seizures, but they're not caused by any ab- abnormality in the brain activity. Uh, these seizures may be due to feigning spells, a muscle disorder, or even a psychological condition. If the person has some type of um, mental health issues may that may not be treated or they're not taking their medications, uh, these type of seizures have also been, been seen in, in these uh, individuals. However, once again, it's not due to a problem in the brain. So um, how do we basically diagnose seizures? Um, if you've never had one before, if you've never had, you've never been um, followed by a physician for one and you came into the hospital, you was brought in because this was your first time, and you describe episodes such as losing consciousness, you were staring blankly, you were twitching, you had jerky, violent movement. Based on that information, we suspect a seizures diagnosis, but we also do tests and procedures. Um, We um, look at your, we do blood tests on you. We check for problems, like I said before, blood sugars, making sure that, Um, You don't have a history of diabetes, which may be triggering this. We also uh, look for other, we send other uh, tests, blood tests to see if you have uh, any other uh, abnormalities with your uh, electrolytes. Uh, We also do um, a lumbar puncture, we can. Uh, This is where they take a needle and put it in the back of your spine, and they take a little fluid to see um, if an infection can be causing your seizure. So um, we also, with blood work, we can send blood cultures, urine cultures as well, to see if an uh, a, um, a organism, an infection, can be causing uh, this fever to happen. We also do a, a test called graphy This is an EEG. And we check for abnormal electric, electrical activity in the brain. Uh, during this test, they put electro, electrode, electrode pads on your scalp. Um, the clinician uh, looks at the abnormalities in the EEG. And um, they're able to, uh, they have this, uh, these EEGs interpreted by a neurologist who reads the studies and are able to determine the diagnosis if it is a seizure. That's abnormal electrical activity that's happening in the brain, which is synonymous with your seizures. We also do brain imaging studies such as MRIs and CAT scans because we want to check for tumors. We want to check for brain tumors. We want to see if you've had any strokes in the past. We want to see if there's any structural abnormality problems in the brain. Uh, These are tests that we do uh, often test on people uh, with epilepsy as well. Um, What do we do for seizure treatment? Um, Once you've been diagnosed with a seizure, you're definitely going to be, we're going to consult a neurologist, and this is a brain specialist. This topic, the topics that I'm covering for this series are all brain related. So you will hear me refer to neurologists throughout uh, these uh, particular podcasts involving anything with the brain. So these neurologists, um, once they have determined, uh, diagnosed you with a seizure, determined the type of seizure you've had, then they can uh, come up with medications for your seizure activity. Um, we definitely have to make sure that seizure wasn't being caused by an infection in the brain Um, we want to make sure that seizure wasn't caused from you drinking alcohol or doing drugs it wasn't uh, a psychological problem such as anxiety but once all of these non uh, these non uh, well I'm sorry once these non uh, contributing factors have been ruled out uh, as a Causing your seizures, we have the, the neurologist will go ahead and prescribe you medications, anti seizure medications, to prevent or reduce the number of severity of your seizures. So, what uh what kind of medications do these patients typically take? Uh, based on the neurologist, uh they have uh, several medications that they can choose from. Um, we typically see in the hospital setting, a lot of our patients are, are, are placed on medications um, called Dilantin when you're in the emergency room uh, and you're hospitalized and you're uh, admitted. We go ahead, the neurologist will often go ahead and give the patient a loading dose of Dilantin um, and from that, they taper the doses so that they can start transitioning to oral doses. There's also a medication called Keppra uh, that the uh, neurologist could put the patient on as well. Uh, but there's a, a host of medications that he chooses from. So some of the side effects from these type of medications uh, can definitely um, be concerning because of... Um, there are increased risk for patients becoming either suicidal, depressed. Um, these medications, you know, every medications come come with uh, side effects. However, you know, we always have to make sure patients know these are some of the uh, side effects that, that are associated. Other rare conditions can cause serious skin disorders, um, cause Steven Johnson syndrome. Um, and uh, you definitely, um, there's also uh, side effects that will cause weakening of the bones, osteoporosis. So some of these long-term seizure medications, uh, taking them long-term can put you at risk for these uh, conditions. However, this is why you are followed by a neurologist um, and um, a primary primary care uh, provider who will make sure that your blood, you know, you're checking in, uh, they're checking your blood work uh, on a, uh, at least yearly, to make sure uh, your levels are normal and to make sure that you're not um, having any of these symptoms uh, from the side effects from these medications. Um, seizures, uh, a misnomer is that once you start taking a medication, you will never have a seizure again. However, seizures do persist. Despite medication, that's why it's very, very important that you're following up with your primary care doctor. You're checking in; they're checking the uh, levels of the drug in your blood, uh, in your body, making sure you have enough of the medication circulating properly throughout your body. Um, however, um, if you're someone who um, who isn't compliant with your medications and you're not not taking it. Uh, as prescribed, you are putting yourself at higher risk. If you're, most most of the time as well, uh, these medications are one of the big, uh, one of the big precautions and the uh, risk uh, factors that we say to patients taking these medications. You cannot drink uh, alcohol with these medications. You can't uh, use, operate heavy, heavy operating machinery because of the medications and the side effects from them. So, and if you have been diagnosed with seizures, we will definitely, the neurologist and also your primary care uh, provider will also say to you, uh, based on, um, uh, based on the con- your condition as having seizures, uh, while you're taking some of these medications for the first uh, six months, You cannot uh, do certain things um, until these levels have been uh, definitely high enough in your bloodstream that we know uh, your chances of having a seizure while driving or while at work are lessened. So it's very important that you take your medications as prescribed. Um, What else uh, can we pretty much talk about? Uh, Living with seizures. uh, we definitely talk about uh, having a seizure calendar. So, this is uh, you, when you first start taking um, these medications, it's a good idea to keep a record of your seizures, how often they occur, um, the last time you had one, and also writing down if you've had any seizure triggers, such as days when you were sleep deprived, stressed, you drank alcohol. Um, if your period was on and all of that caused you to have a, the auras and had uh, caused you to ha- uh, trigger a seizure, these are important. Also, keeping appointments up with your primary care. Uh, once again, once you're taking these medications, they need to check your blood work. Uh, they need to see if you're having any problems with side effects. Uh, they also need to make sure that there's no problems with your organs being um, affected because of the drugs, like the kidneys and the liver. Um so very important to uh, follow up, and uh, if you're pregnant, definitely following up with your old uh, your gynecologist, your old, uh, obstetrician, so that they will know to you know they, they know you're at risk for this, so they're definitely checking on the health of the fetus, um, any psychological and social issues. If you're having, um, you know, you're you're depressed because of being um, having these seizures, making sure that you're followed up uh, closely. If you need to be put on some medication to help, with you feeling a little depressed, even if you're feeling starting to feel suicidal, some of these medications, once again, they are the side effects are listed for that. So uh, your primary may have to uh, change medications. That will, you know, have less of that effect on you. Driving restrictions states vary widely in driving licensing requirements for people with that what that's diagnosed with epilepsy. So, but the most common requirements are that you be free of seizures for a specific period of time, and that you submit a doctor's evaluation of your ability to drive safely. So, once again, this is state by state. So, check with your local DMV um, offices. Alcohol, once again, if your seizures are not well controlled, it may not be okay to drink small amounts of alcohol. Um, but drinking excessively three or more drinks a day increases your risk of seizures. So, be mindful of that. Um, and lastly, uh Make sure that you, uh, your family, your uh, uh, your coworkers, if you're working, that people know that you are um, someone who suffers from with seizures. Uh, If you've been diagnosed with epilepsy, all of this should be known uh, to others around you. So when it happens, uh, they will know to uh, you know they will be able to get you the help that you need and to uh, make sure you're safe during the uh, time that you're experiencing this. So um, hopefully this information helped you. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in as well, and if you have any questions um, or any need any further resources, please uh, make sure you reach out to your, your primary care provider or you can reach me on my, any of my social media uh, platforms. Thank you and um, have a great day. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Help Me Holiday on our social media platforms. Or email me with questions at helpmeholiday@gmail.com. at gmail.com.